0: Hello, FCBC Walnut family and friends. During our Wednesday night prayer meetings, we took another break from the book of Malachi, but now we are diving back in with our devotions. And I've I've entitled our devotion today, Renewing Our Financial Stewardship. Renewing Our Financial Stewardship. And I believe that COVID-19 has caused many of us to reconsider how we steward our financial investments. In particular, God has challenged us to prioritize his kingdom work. Now, I know that some of you are relatively unaffected financially by uh, COVID-19, but there are others of you who are fearful about the, the financial outlook going into 2021. There are some of you who have lost your work. There are some of you who have been furloughed. And so I think the economy and finances are ha- have been on our minds. What we see here from Malachi is that God confronts His people for withholding their financial gifts to the Lord. And in the Old Testament, it was a 10% baseline. They were withholding in their tithes and offerings. And what we see in Malachi chapter 3 verse 6 is that God begins by reminding Israel that He is unchanging, that He is immutable in His character. And because of that, His promise to bring the Messiah through Israel stands, And he will continue to keep his redemptive promises to Israel, but he calls them to repent. And he calls them specifically in this passage to repent by renewing their commitment, to be honest about their giving and and their tithes. So let let me read you some of this. Malachi chapter 3 verse 6, it says, For I, the Lord, do not change. Therefore, you, O children of Jacob, are not consumed. Jacob, Israel, is not consumed. They're not destroyed every time they sin because God is unchanging. And then in verse 7, From the days of your fathers you've turned aside from my statutes and have not kept them. Return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you say, how shall we return? And so God reminds Israel, you've consistently turned away from me and I'm calling you once again to return to obedience to the law and obedience to the covenant. And then it says in verse eight, will man rob God? Like, how do we rob you, God? You have everything. You're the creator of the world. You sustain the world. How are we robbing you? It says, yet you're robbing me. But you say, how have we robbed you in your tithes and contributions? Now, why would withholding your tithe, which is 10% of your income, why would that be robbing God? Because it's a failure to understand that everything that we have comes from God. Our skills, God can take that away at any moment. The economy can change and we can lose our ability to work. All of our faculties that allow us to do any type of work, that can change in an instance. So you see, God allows us in every single way by sustaining us and giving us abilities and gifts. He allows us to make an income. And if we understand that, then stewardship is the idea being taught here. Is that we are stewards of the gifts of God. Everything that we have belongs to God. And God, by His grace, has given us the ability to make an income so that we can provide for our needs and for our loved ones and and even to be generous on top of that. And so that's the idea, is that the Old Testament saints, they are being rebuked here for robbing God because they failed to live with faith in God. Right. And in verse 9, it says, You are cursed with a curse, for you are robbing me, the whole nation of you. Bring the full tides in the storehouse, and there may be food in my house. And there, thereby put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts. "And And I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you a blessing until there is no more need. What's happening in verse 10 is God is challenging Israel with a positive challenge, saying, Test me. Test me. Are you worried about where the rain is going to come for for your for your crops? Who do you think provides rain? You're worrying about your income and the and the and sovereignty over the economy. Who do you think is sovereign over the nations and over the course of this world and over human history? It's God. And so, in many ways, in the same way, God is saying, Test me. Test me. Are you afraid of the economy because of COVID-19? Test me. Keep on giving according to your ability. According to how I have enabled you to keep giving, and will I not pour out everything that you need? And on top of that, bless you. right? And, and then in verse verse 11, it says, I will rebuke the devourer for you so that it will not destroy the fruits of your soil. Your vine in the field shall not fail to bear, bear says the Lord of hosts. Again, going to the, the, the agricultural background and context of the Old Testament times. And will not God... Will not God He'd do what He does sovereignly to prevent the things that would cause Israel to, to have a poor harvest or to not be able to harvest? All right? It says, your, your fruits will grow, your your vines will, will bear fruits. And verse 12, then all nations will call you blessed, for you will be a land of delight, says the Lord of hosts. And so the nations would then be able to look at Israel as truly a nation blessed by God because of how God provides for them. Now, you know, we, we need to do some some New Testament Uh, interpretation here is that in light of the New Testament we are no longer held by a 10% principle. I mean you can use a 10% Principle, a tie it as a guideline if you'd like to. But when you get to the New Testament, it's no longer the law that governs our giving, right? It, it, the, the New Testament teaches us that God loves a cheerful giver because once the gospel transforms your heart, you become a generous person. You ought to be. And you begin to see things through the generosity of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And as a result, you don't need this principle. You know, for, for, for some people, you know, orphans, widows, people are in a hard financial position, God doesn't hold the law over you. It's a you've got to give 10%. He wants you to give what you're able to give because He knows when you're withholding from Him and He knows what He's enabled you to give. Others, you're able to give much more than 10%. And so, so the principle of the New Testament is not so much 10% or 20%, but it's just being generous and recognizing that all of our time, our talents, and our treasure, our finances, our finances, belong to God. And so what COVID-19 has done is that COVID-19 has reminded us that one God is sovereign, like we said, over the economy, and we need to look to Him, right? God is sovereign in giving us the gospel, and He's reprioritized how we see money. Now, I know that we are a very generous church, and so as our priorities are being redirected, I know many of you, I know myself, you know, we want to give even more now to to the causes of the kingdom, but like you, you know, I begin to struggle and begin to be fearful of the financial outlook. You know, as a pastor, I start to think, man, you know, there are certain things happening politically in the United States. Will I have a job in five years? Will there still be nonprofit status for churches? Uh, Will there even be a housing allowance, a tax exemption come next year? I mean, these are all questions. Will the economy recover? And if it doesn't, will people continue to give? Man, I better start looking at different skills that I have. My wife needs to keep working. So I began to think, man, rather than giving more, I just got to save. I just got to save. And maybe some of you are tempted to think that way. Wherever you are, I want to call you to stand on the firm faith in the gospel of Jesus Christ that because we have Christ, and because we're the covenant people of Christ, that no matter where you are, God will provide for you. So that's been my challenge, to not only to continue to maintain giving, but to look for areas where I can be generous, trusting that if we test God, not in a, a health and wealth way where, God, if I give this much, you're going to bless me, but if, but if I remember that everything belongs to God, and to give back to God, what is rightfully his, and to trust him that he will provide not only all, not only the needs for myself and for my family, but he will provide for me to continue to be generous and to bless others so that others can look at us as Christ followers and say, man, you guys are truly blessed because of your Messiah, because of the gospel. You're able to be generous even in the times, even in times where the economy calls for us to be frugal. Love you more than you know. Hope to see you next time.